Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today we have a story of an entitled parent who decides to just tag along for somebody else's vacation. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, the evil pacifier that targeted my toddler and the mother who didn't bat an eye at her children who were chucking and hurling it across the room at top speeds. I was at a church service the other day with some friends, my wife, and my 14-month-old son. After the service, these two siblings, one looked to be about two and the other was maybe five or six, were running around the lobby throwing this kid's pacifier with a clip up in the air and playing catch with it. The pacifier was launched about 30 feet up in the air and about 10 feet, probably farther, that's just a guess, across the room every time. One more forceful throw sent the pacifier hurtling across the lobby, flying through the air and landing at my feet, so I picked it up and brought it over to their mom, who was sitting on a couch looking at her phone, not paying attention to her two children. I went over to her and told her, your kids were throwing this, just thought you should know, in a very kind, casual way and laughed. I thought that maybe she didn't know what her kids were doing. She gave me the most thinly veiled, dirtiest look I've ever received. Okay, that's fine, she said and sighed profusely. I walked away and went on to mind my own business. Fifteen minutes later, my wife handed me our son so he could play with some toys in the lobby. He started to walk around a little. So I followed him, and that's when I saw these two kids throwing the pacifier again, their mom still looking at her phone in the same place as before. The pacifier was hurled across the entire lobby again before my very eyes. My eyes widened as I realized it was a projectile coming from my precious offspring. Before I could even process what was going on, it came catapulting toward my toddler's head. Before I was even able to lift a finger to catch it, it precisely hit its target. My eyes widened. The metal clip part had struck my son in the back of the head. His eyes started to well up until the inevitable scream cry came pouring out at the top of his lungs. I picked him up to comfort him. I grabbed the pacifier off the floor, walked towards the mother and calmly told her, This hit my kid in the head. Just wanted to let you know so that no one gets hurt. I said awkwardly with my crying child in my other arm. She gave me the dirtiest of all looks again. She raised an eyebrow and gave me that, what the heck, look, if you know what I mean. She said nothing else, got up, grabbed her kids and stomped out the door with a very angry, unpleasant look on her face. No clue where she went after that. Weirdest experience of my life involving my child. He still has a mark on the back of his head. Well, I definitely feel bad for OP, but honestly, do you guys agree that OP should have spoke up a little bit more? That maybe in this situation, OP was actually a little too passive? With this entitled parent who clearly did not care? How much do you guys want to bet that she took her kids off to McDonald's or somewhere and they were just running around the lobby getting some fast food? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of these entitled parent stories, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, please, can anyone help me with my mom and I's relationship? 
Hello, I'm not too sure if I'm posting this in the right place, but after searching a few groups, I'm going with it. I, 42-year-old female, am a single daughter of a single mom, 71-year-old female, in UK. My mom brought me up all alone, and whilst she was amazing for managing this, it was a very lonely and sad time. My mom often told me she didn't have friends because she had to sacrifice that part of her life for me. Other times, she would say she never wanted friends because it just opened the door for people to let her down. She clearly had a lot of emotional trauma. My grandparents were unloving and sometimes cruel to her, our family from what I could work out. They were all mostly estranged, were all hurt and cold and non-communicative. We never argued really, but often would go days of silent treatment. Sometimes my mom would go to bed in a dark room for days and I'd have to fend for myself when little. She had horrid depression. I understand now. She also suffered with agoraphobia and social anxiety, so I wasn't allowed friends around really, and we never went anywhere. I felt a lot of responsibility. I left home when I was 18, leaving her alone, which was hard with guilt but so good for my mental well-being. And a couple of years later, she decided to move to where I was, and upon not finding accommodation, she temporarily moved into our rented, crappy, happy student bachelor pad for a few weeks and never left. She stayed for four years. In the end, one by one, we moved out instead, and my flatmates never quite forgave me. Fast forward to me being 30 years old and having my children, my husband and I move away again from Scotland to England and begin a life here due to his work. She started saying she wanted to move in with us on every phone call. She would never ask outright. More suggested would be a favor to get us on the property ladder. We had a really nice house which was worth a lot more than her tiny cottage. And in my mind, she showed little interaction with my toddlers and was a very heavy presence. And I kept stating that we may not stay here for long and may have to move again with my husband's work. On the rare occasion she visits, maybe once every couple of years, my mental health plummets. Sometimes I feel poorly in my body. I feel so heavy and sad. I feel dark and guilty. So guilty. I can see she so desperately wants me to be a loving, adoring daughter with adoring grandchildren. And instead she's got me, who's always trying to keep my distance somewhat. Well now, she's moving down here. She has a long-lost brother who she hasn't spoken to in nearly 45 years, and they got in contact by phone a few months ago. She was looking after my granddad before he died doing all his care, despite them having a toxic relationship. He passed away and bam, this brother, who apparently lives near me randomly, is on the scene and has offered to let my mom stop with him in his tiny park home whilst she looks for somewhere to live since I'm not willing to do so. This came out of the blue and she didn't tell me until it was all arranged. I'm terrified and baffled. She's informed me that she'll be staying with me initially to recover from the journey, but I'm scared she will never leave. I mean, she hasn't met this man in years, and she's just going to turn up and move in with him? Also, she has said, I've sacrificed my life for years, and now it's my turn to be looked after in my old age. And my great shame, the idea of doing all her elderly care daily for the rest of my life actually makes me recoil. I know I should want to. I hate myself for not. I actually feel like ending things at times, thinking she's going to be back in my life on a daily one-to-one basis. But she has no one else. No one has loved her and looked after her. She's been treated poorly for her whole life. She makes me feel ashamed and guilty and not good enough, but that's because she was treated that way and she knows no better. 
She sucks the joy and life out of her room, but I can see how desperately she wants that cookie-cutter Christmas movie life and just doesn't know how to interact. Cutting her off is not an option. Has anyone got any ideas of how I can set boundaries with compassion? Or any books or podcasts that I can listen to to change my mindset? Or any Reddit threads I could get ideas from? Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Thank you so much for reading this long post. I appreciate any advice. I feel for OP because I am a criminally bad people pleaser too when somebody is like super assertive. I just know if I were an OP situation and I had a parent who literally brings you to the point of considering unaliving yourself but has nothing in their life, nowhere else to go, I'd be struggling to have enough of a spine myself to say no to that. I would still absolutely pity them the way OP pities their parent because they have nothing and they burned every other bridge that was ever in their life. But I just don't see this ending well for OP at all. If they're that stressed and concerned about them being in their life, what book or podcast could there possibly be to make you get past that? Unless OP's mother is willing to commit to something like therapy and really working on this, identifying their troublesome behaviors, nothing's going to change. Our next story is Nikki, the Entitled Parent, Part 1. I, female 27, have a lot of stories about my mom. 
They don't fall neatly into the entitled category, but she's currently trying to leverage my inheritance for our relationship, so it wouldn't be entirely inaccurate. I just find her insane antics to be extremely entertaining, and I hope you will as well. I'm starting with some secondhand info from my brother since I was a baby, super young for most of this part. I have some of my own stories to share next post, but these are some new-to-me revelations that fit what I know of her character well. My parents divorced when I was a baby. It was around Christmas time. My brother told me that Nikki went crazy and started knocking down all the decorations. He yelled at her because it was dangerous and I was apparently in the room. He was worried about all the broken glass. Later, he said that he would wait outside for her to pick him up for visitation, but she never showed. She swears up and down that my dad tricked him into thinking it was her weekend when it wasn't, but I don't buy it. Some clear communication would have nipped that right in the bud. Plus, Nikki always seemed to try something with visitation. I didn't have the context to understand why dad couldn't drive two hours to come take me trick-or-treating, but she sure let me wait for him every other year when she knew he couldn't make the trip. There were multiple times that she would plan something fun on his visitation and then ask me what I'd prefer to do, anything she could to try turning me against him. At one point, we were at a church Christmas party and my dad came to pick me up for his Christmas year. I was walking around with my friends and he just showed up. I have absolutely no context for the situation and excitedly ran up to him just happy to see my dad. He was taking me out the doors when Nikki spotted us and absolutely flipped out. She had me convinced that he was trying to kidnap me. Dad could have obviously handled the situation better, but she always had the superpower of getting under everyone's skin. That includes my stepdad, who admittedly had a drinking problem. When it was just me around him though, he was a happy drunk. Nikki, however, loved to push his buttons. They'd get into huge screaming matches. They both threw and slammed things around. She threw an ashtray at him once and dented our wall. The last straw was when he threw his steel-toed boot at the ground, and it bounced and hit her. Don't get me wrong, I'm not condoning his behavior. I'm saying that when Nikki decided to take me to a battered woman's shelter, it was nothing short of emotional blackmail. We were back within the week. Later, she asked 12-year-old me if she should stay with my stepdad. I said that I thought they would make better friends, and they split up. His drinking never improved, unfortunately. There were only two times I remember her going crazy on me in that time period. One was when she pushed me into a dog cage. Not literally inside of it, she just shoved me over, and I fell. I still have the scar on the back of my hand from where it caught the corner of the metal. I can't remember what she was on about at the time. It was always something with her. I do remember the other time... I was very young, but it always stuck in my head. We had went into a store, and when we came back to the car, I saw my lip gloss on the ground by my door. I must have dropped it when I got out, so I picked it up. Nikki went off and smacked the crap out of me. She threw me into the car, yelling that I'm not supposed to pick up trash off the ground. I was desperately trying to explain through tears that it was my lip gloss. For those of you who might be wondering, Nikki is a name that I'm using as a jab at her. She always said she hated that name. Stay tuned for part two. It gets way better, I promise. Funnily enough, I'm not at all resentful towards her. I had a very interesting childhood with her around. Honestly, I'm very curious how OP is not resentful of her. I mean, it sounds like they went through a lot. So there must be some real other lore going on here for OP to really feel that way. Our next story is, my mom can't just agree to disagree. 
We went through a big drama with my mom regarding things she's done that were unpleasant and hurtful to me, and ever since I've raised the topic, she just won't let go. I've tried to explain my feelings over and over again, but it just feels so draining and at this point, I just want to leave it like that. I'm currently at peace that we will never be on the same page regarding the issue, but she won't stop bringing it up until she convinces me that she's the right one and the victim of the situation. Why some people cannot simply agree to disagree and let it go? You know, the world would be a much better place if people could just learn to simply agree sometimes, or agree to disagree, and let things go, but it's not that perfect of a world, unfortunately. One can certainly dream. This next story is the audacity of my aunt yet again. Hey, posting after a long time about my aunt who thought I was the problem and decided the best course of action was to hit and make me feel inferior, aka abused me both verbally and physically, do things like guilt trip me into thinking I was a bad person, and made sure to get me things that were intentionally less than what my sisters and cousins got. For those who care, I am far away from that vindictive bench, have a stable job, direct care professional slash caretaker, and actually have the freedom to leave my house. So first things first, I now dress alternatively and now have multiple piercings on my face. My aunt decided to use my sister's Facebook to see what I was up to, made a whole but new account that has people who actually care about me, and someone from a health drink store who I became friends with. So I called my mom a few days after I got my snake bites, and this woman, aunt, decided to yell at my mom knowing I was on the line about how ugly I look and if I was normal, people would actually want to go out with me. There was another time I heard my aunt tell my mom not to talk to me because it was a waste of time. Anyways, on to the main event of today at noonish, I told my mom I had a payday and asked her if she wanted anything. The bench hears this and decides to say how since I lived there for a short time, I owed her money, and she wanted a designer handbag for her birthday. This bench thinks I owe her crap. Anyways, not my problem. I'm gonna do what she did to me. Expensive presents for my mom, sister, and an aunt I like, along with a few more people, and she is going to get a $3 bag. Honestly, you should have just gotten her like a $15 Walmart gift card. If they complain, you can say that's five times the gift you were originally going to gift them. You want a designer bag? I'll give you a craftfully curated designer plastic bag from Dollar General. Our next story is, Entitled mother let her kids run around the coffee shop I work at, and when she was confronted about it, she screamed at me and left. So there's this lady that comes in all the time. She has four children, three of which can walk. She always comes up and orders her coffee, but then if her kids throw a fit, she orders something for them too. They each get a pastry, little kids mostly 3 to 6 in age, getting big slices of sugary bread, and they each get a drink. It's always very complicated to make because the kids all want something entirely different. Anyway, her kids are usually fine. I've noticed, however, that she never really watches them. She gets her coffee, sits down on our couch, and gets on her phone. She makes them, again, little kids, come up and grab their own orders. It's also dumb because since they're little, I have to stand there and reach over the counter to hand their drinks over and make sure they don't drop or spill it. The other day, she came in about an hour before we close. That's right around when I start cleaning up because it takes me that long to close the shop. So she orders her coffee and luckily her kids didn't feel like getting anything. So I made her coffee and that was it. I'm washing dishes and all of a sudden, I hear a shatter from across the restaurant. 
Her little boy had broken some salt and pepper shakers that were sitting on the table from horsing around. Now there's a big pile of salt and pepper on the floor and glass. So I rushed over to sweep it up because I didn't want anybody getting hurt. That was fine. But then, her littlest girl started getting upset over whatever and started ripping posters off of our bulletin board in a fit. We have a big bulletin board so that we can hang community announcements on it, and that was my last straw. I came over and held her hands gently and told her to stop. The entitled mother came over and told me to take my hands off her kid, and I politely and calmly explained why I was holding her hands, and that she couldn't just rip our posters down. Thumbtacks were falling off, and again, I didn't want anybody getting hurt. This ticked her off. She told me to just leave her alone and that she'd calm down soon. I told her again that her daughter couldn't just rip posters off of our bulletin board, and again, that thumbtacks were flying off. She then screamed at me, something about how I'm not a parent and I'd never understand, and something about how my generation is so weak and stupid. She then got her kids and just left. Now, I'm not one to take yelling easily. I don't like yelling, and I have some past experiences if you catch my drift. I was pretty shaken up, but yeah, weird. A million percent the kind of people that you would hope would get banned from an establishment like that, let alone asked to leave. If anything, I would try to make sure to go out of your way and report this to a manager or the owner of the branch. Maybe they can get the CCTV footage pulled and try to get this person actually banned. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, they kind of deserve it. It's not a daycare. Our next story is, Lady blamed her son's behavior on me because I don't work during holidays. Context, I have two jobs. I'm a bartender on the main, and then for some easy side hustling, I teach electric guitar. I have four students, all varying in age. I charge off income too, so basically the less you earn, the less I charge, etc. One of my students is a kid just going into his late teens. He's smart and pretty talented. He loves rockabilly, even knowing I'm not a big fan, and I taught him all the basics and then some. His mom is a lawyer and she's, lack of a better term, freaking loaded. In fact, she offered to pay 20 British pounds an hour. For reference, the other three I average around 5 to 10 an hour. So I was like, heck yeah. Long story short, due to my main work getting busier during Halloween and Christmas, I usually take October through mid-November off and then take the end half of December off. So I work the entire year, but just so I can recharge, take those off, just to focus on my other job, family, mental health, etc., I have this directly stated on all sites I advertise my teaching to, Etsy, Facebook, Insta, and I explain unless, half joking, half selfie, you're paying hella good or you're slash asking me to teach the next Van Halen, then I'll largely be unavailable. To make up for this, I record custom vids for my students, one a week. So let's call her M. M is the lawyer I was talking about. She messaged me on Insta saying she recommended me to her friend, which I did really appreciate, she said. They need you now. They're offering £4 an hour and an extra 8 if I do it tomorrow. LOL. Doesn't cut it. I explained that's way below what I would accept as payment if I were to just come out of work. Plus, it would be unfair on my other students. She then said I was unprofessional and blamed her kid's new angsty attitude on my lessons. I've had to unfortunately leave her on red. Not gonna lie, I don't know what to do, but for now, guess that kid's not learning the rest of Race with the Devil. Sadly, I'm afraid this is going to cause that kid to not get any more guitar lessons. 
She wants to complain about her kid's angsty attitude now. Well, if you go and cancel their guitar lessons if they were so enthused about that, I'm sure they'll be a lot more angsty after that too. This next story is, I never get my weekend time for myself. I, 24-year-old female, am a working woman living with my parents due to both health issues as well as high rent prices. We're Indian, so it's also a social expectation to stay at home with parents unless your job is in a different city. My parents expect me to sacrifice my weekend time and vacation time for them. They keep making plans, including me automatically, putting me in the spot about having to apologize to people. I don't get a lot of free time with my work. My work is stressful and the weekend is the only time I get to relax, but they accept invites on my behalf for events, trips, etc., even without checking my availability. Today I was planning to relax, but my parents said their friends are coming over. Tomorrow, there's a wedding engagement to attend that I am expected to be at, no questions asked. I had already discounted one weekend day for this event, but when they told me their friends would come over today and would be staying tonight, I panicked. They're a loud bunch and very annoying, asking personal questions, body shaming, etc. Mom said we have to go over to the wedding house before the day of the engagement also. I declined, saying my entire weekend would be gone if I do that. I want some time for myself. I'm not even close with the bride and groom, just my parents are friends with their parents. My mom got mad at me saying that I'm being unsocial. I told her I meet my friends and have enough of a social life with that. She said I have to be social with people their age too, which makes no sense. I'm not forcing her to spend time with my friends. In the end, she just walked away saying she doesn't want to argue, but now I feel like crap about myself. Every single time there's such an argument, I know I'm just standing up for myself, but every time I do this, my weekend gets ruined anyway. I know if I move out, they'll take me more seriously, but it's really not something I can afford to do. I would continue trying to pick away towards your independence. Hopefully they would maybe get fed up enough and stop bothering a little bit. But 100% the end goal here is moving out, living on your own, and controlling your own social life. Our next story is, my male 24, mother does not feel guilty for domestic violence. I'm posting this update because I feel as though in the past week, I've been assaulted by a feeling of inertia and incapability. I've been hiding it from people that I love, but it's becoming impossible to process the constant feeling of sadness, hopelessness, tiredness, and boredom that I've been experiencing. In other words, I think I'm becoming depressed. There's no reason in specific causing this. I just know that I've been having very persistent physical symptoms of anxiety. I feel as if my stomach is constantly hurting, so naturally my appetite is decreased. I feel as though I sleep, but I don't really become less tired. I feel this constant feeling of terror and of catastrophe impending over me, as though something very bad is always about to happen. And I don't know where else to vent about this because I'm currently not going through therapy, but I know one thing for sure. Part of the feeling that I have is related to the fact that me and my mother are no longer having contact with each other, but she very swiftly and quickly moved on from wanting to be with me constantly to just nurturing her new relationship with her new boyfriend, whom she has known, I believe, for about six months. And since then, she's been traveling to his country, because they live in separate countries, in and out about every two weeks or every week. I believe this is a way for her to deal with the fact that I'm not allowing her into my life. 
However, I feel as though there is this feeling of helplessness in knowing that she will never admit what she's done, knowing that she would rather lose me than ever speak out about the unspeakable acts of cruelty that she has bestowed upon me is not something that I can deal rationally with in a very good manner. This just adds to a recurrent feeling that I'm easy to let go of. It's easier to just pretend that I don't exist and accept that I'm gone out of her life than to try and figure out what it is that she's done in order to make me go astray from her existence. And I feel that now that she has her new boyfriend, it's just easier to let go and start a new life instead of facing the mistakes of the old one. I know that there is nothing that I can do, however, and I guess what I'm trying to know here is, has any of you ever been in a similar situation? And if so, how do you deal with the complete annihilation of the contact that you had with your former spaces? How do you deal with moving on from the constant necessity of surviving to actually living? How do you deal with being fundamentally different from all the people that you know that have good parents? How do you live with yourselves after the trauma? I'm asking for a friend here. I have a good relationship. I have good life prospects. And I have what is fundamentally a balanced life in every aspect. I have friends and hobbies and dreams that can hopefully become true if I keep on living in the same kind of dynamics that I've been living on so far. But I feel like all of that is constantly under threat because my own mind is constantly telling me that something somehow is going to make it not be alright. After more than a decade of being violently awakened, of having my sexuality invaded, of having my privacy destroyed, and of having my life dismantled for everybody to see and judge and turn their backs on me within my family and telling myself that everything is always alright, I think that the things that happened are finally starting to catch up with me and I cannot deal with them. Because the feeling of anxiety is far too overwhelming to actually let me think. Any helpful advices? I guess my question would be, is it OP reliving these experiences? Or is it OP trying to seek some kind of validation from somebody that they don't even need validation from? It almost seems to me like OP saying that their feelings and their struggles are coming from the fact that somebody did leave them behind and not having acceptance or acknowledgement from them. I completely understand why it would hurt to not have any kind of acknowledgement why somebody did monstrous things to you. At the same time, I question, is it worth it? Why let them, what they think, how they feel, their lack of approval or disregard of you, why let that have power over you? I would just say somebody who acts that horribly doesn't even deserve to take up space in your mind. Beyond that, I would definitely say the basic thing here is getting therapy to hopefully try to work through these emotions. Our next story is, Mother has invited herself on vacation with me. I've had a crappy year so far, scarlet fever, major car accident, going through divorce, so when I was selected for a place in Tokyo Marathon next year, I couldn't believe my luck. Honestly, I feel so warm inside just thinking about it. Then I texted my mother that I got a place in Tokyo Marathon, and immediately she started planning a trip without telling me. I spoke to her on the phone a few days later, and she spoke about hotels and flights she found. I said no worry, I'll arrange it all. I'm going to be very hotel specific the days before and night after the marathon. After that, I'm going to travel to other regions. She went silent on the phone and said, but I don't want to do that. I was so confused I asked her what she meant and she explained how she wanted to stay in one place and not move around again. I was so confused and was like, what? She explained to me how she thought she would come. I've spent the past few days explaining my initial itinerary to her to which she just replies that she doesn't like it. 
I've done my best to gently convince her that I don't think this trip is for her. She hates walking, is a picky eater, is easily frustrated, gets annoyed and anxious in crowds, but not just that. I couldn't imagine leaving her alone during marathon day, which starts and ends in different parts of the city. I haven't been able to arrange anything because she is convinced she's coming. I know she won't like it. She has never expressed an interest in Japan, has even complained about Asian people. I just do not want the responsibility of dealing with her outburst and helping her regulate her emotions. I suggested we take a vacation together to Spain in the summer, and she seemed pleased but is still adamant she's coming with me. It's actually making me so stressed that I don't want to go anymore or wish I never told her. I don't know how to let her down gently but firmly without her being upset with me. Please help, she's so entitled. This might be a situation where you just have to get over your fear and rip that bandaid off and let her down firmly. You deserve to enjoy your vacation on your own without feeling any guilt without feeling bad about it, without having it all distracted and ruined by having to babysit her. I don't think it's easy to get over that mental hurdle when you grow up with an entitled parent like this, but you just have to tell her you want to have this vacation alone, you don't want to feel guilty for it, hopefully they can respect that and you will not be collaborating with them on anything else. This is a vacation you're excited about for yourself, only ever having been meant for yourself meant only for yourself. Taking a trip or a vacation time out of your life for yourself is not a selfish thing and nobody can try to use that against you. That's just not fair. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.